0: Ling here, host of the Joy of Membership podcast. Welcome to this week's episode. This week's conversation is actually the perfect follow-up to last week's episode in which we talked about member feedback. There are similar themes running through this conversation with Stacy Sherman. Stacy is the founder of Doing Customer Experience Right. She is an award-winning speaker author, and podcaster who takes pride in helping brands differentiate in ways that extend beyond price. Stacy says that as a consumer, she has seen too many companies miss opportunities to delight customers and meet their needs. So she's on a mission to change that, inspiring better experiences so that real human connection, happiness, and loyalty can exist. And isn't that kind of what we all want to see happen in our organizations? I know you're going to love this conversation with Stacey, so let's hop right on in. Hey, Stacey, welcome to the show. I'm so glad you could join me today. Thank you for having me. Let's start where I always do, which is having you tell the folks who are listening today who you are and who you help.
1: Yes. So I
0: am Stacey Sherman. I'm a
1: keynote speaker, author, and podcaster who is sharing best practices on how to differentiate brands, increase revenue, and customer loyalty by doing customer experience
0: right. I love that. Member experience is my jam. I absolutely love that topic. And I did not know that you had your own podcast. So I'm going to have to go out and look that up. Yes. So um,
1: I'm actually excited to say that because I've been a guest on 50 shows. But I now am a host. So very exciting to be on the other side. And I'll tell you, you learn a lot by being a guest on what to do and what not to do to get people to refer and listen. And it's
0: all customer experience best practices in podcasting too. Absolutely, absolutely. So I wanted to talk with you today specifically about onboarding because when I have historically done my member experience design programs, I always have people at the end set a a goal for an area that they are going to focus on. And the vast majority of people who come through that training program say onboarding. So it is like the thing that people think about when they think about member experience design. Like what are they going to do with new people who
1: sign up? Yeah, I was going to say the key word you just said was thinking about. And I Recommend your listeners actually change that. Don't think, don't talk. You need to be doing CX right. So,
0: tell us about your experience with onboarding. Do you agree that this is a critical area to look at? Absolutely. You only get one
1: chance to make a great first impression. So, you have to do it right. Now, what does that mean? It means that you need to design the experience from day one even before day one, before they even sign up to walk in the member shoes. What does that feel like? What is that experience? And you design bringing all your teams together, whether you have your marketing team, you have finance team, all the different players. It could be a party of one in each department if you're a small business. But what's important is you bring the key people together for those experiences because people go through a journey. They learn, they buy, they get set up, they use, they get help when they're stuck. So you have to have obviously key stakeholders who can design that experience. But Then here's the magic. The magic is that you now need to validate with people so that the what you designed is actually meeting
0: that member's expectations. And, you know, if you think of member experience as a journey, someone who is just at that onboarding part of the journey, they have very different questions and needs than someone who is six months in or nine months in, for sure.
1: Yes, and it's important. So my framework is a heart and science framework around customer experience. So what that means is you need to design and get feedback and use some quantifiable metrics to measure satisfaction that first 90 days. And because people can cancel. I mean, most memberships, you have a cancellation policy. And even worse, they'll tell others, don't bother joining this organization or this community. So you have to measure quantitatively, but then also make sure you're getting to the sentiments when you're asking for feedback so that you know
0: the heart and can address that too. So what sort of metrics do you recommend that organizations look at in the first 90 days?
1: One of my favorite is level of effort, an effort score. How easy or difficult is it to fill in the blank? How easy is it to understand once you're a member, what is the content available for you? How do you come in and set up your profile? Right, there's, there's a set of steps to do when you're new And how easy or difficult is it to do that? And if it's easy, then the member will feel
0: satisfied and continue to be engaged. I think that's a really simple question that organizations can be looking to answer. One of the things that I often talk with people about with respect to onboarding is to kind of match up who is staying with the experience that you're delivering in onboarding. So if you can look at what your retained members look like, what they did in those early days, then you can replicate that experience with other people. For example, an organization that I had worked with identified that The people who tended to stay and really get into the membership, there were four key things that they tended to do. And the people who did not do those four key things tended to be the ones who would drift away. So I asked them, why don't you build those four things into your onboarding experience and nudge people in the direction that you want them to go? Agree. What happens is
1: in the organizations that are not customer centric, they're focused on process. They're focused on inside out thinking instead of outside in. And they need either to hire a customer experience professional on their staff or have advisement so that they're doing it right because there's a real methodology to it and it doesn't happen automatically or overnight but when an organization is committed to investing in the right way of delivering customer experience that's where membership retention is exponentially more And then the referrals
0: go up too, which word of mouth we know is very powerful. And retention starts from day one. I mean, it starts before they join with whatever the value is that you're promising them. Then onboarding, you actually have to show that you're going to deliver on that promise. I mean, it all just fits and pushes you toward retention.
1: And that's why customer experience, member experience, And that intention to that practice is is a game changer and it can't be with blindfolds on and it can't be no one owns it. You need a champion at the top and then you need to drive it down and bottom up as well.
0: This is an audio experience, not a visual experience, but if you were watching this, you would see my head nodding along with everything Stacey says. <laughs> I totally agree. You have to have a champion. You have to be you know, committed and have intention around this process. Can you share, uh, not that you have to share any you know, specific client names or anything, but could you give us a couple of examples of organizations that you've worked with that you think have... It really done a great job in improving their customer experience or their member experience, what that process was like or what came out of that. Sure. I can speak to a prior job. I was working at
1: Verizon and I was in charge of marketing and customer experience programs. And one of the things that the team and I did was making sure that it would be a low level of effort. When a customer bought a new device, a new iPhone, let's say, and you wanted to transfer your data from your old phone to your new phone, that can be overwhelming to majority of people who are not technical. And even if you're technical, it could still be feel stressful. So we got customer feedback on what would you like it to be? And shared was concept validation. Here's a couple of ways that we can actually make it easy for you in an automated way. And based on customer feedback, we designed that experience. And there were ways how we taught a new user when they got their new device, either through a video or through training the store rep to support the individual who just bought a phone and how to do that in a simple way, in a quick way, in a painless way, because that can be a very big pain point and a deterrent to
0: upgrade your device. Talk about an experience that most of us can relate to. (laughs) For the past few years, most of us have probably had some sort of phone that made a transition and needed to change data. Yeah. And, and by the way,
1: that's not what you would call a membership per se. However, you are buying a service for your phone. So you are a reoccurring customer who has a monthly, not membership, subscription, subscription is the word I was thinking of. Right. So for companies that have not a membership, but a subscription, it's the same
0: policy, same principles. That experience that the customer has with onboarding and how easy or hard it is colors their perspective on what it's like to be your customer. And the next time they have to go through it, they're going to think twice about whether they want to do that transition with your company again. And that's why it's so important to
1: understand customer journey mapping and designing it with the customer at the table. And it's an agile process and you're never done because after you launch it, you got to keep on top of feedback because customer needs are changing, especially in this world right now. It's changing. And so you have to keep getting a pulse of the customer and asking the right questions at the right moments of truth.
0: Well, and I keep having the conversation with organizations that, If you are doing things the exact same way that you were doing five years ago, 10 years ago, that needs to be looked at because how many other things in our lives are being delivered the exact same way they were being delivered five years ago and 10 years ago? Yes. (laughs) So if an organization is hearing this and they're thinking, All right, maybe we need to do a little bit of introspection and talk to our customers about onboarding. Where do you suggest they start? Where's a good starting point for that?
1: To begin an onboarding CX-focused practice, you mean? Mm -hmm. I would say take your current process that you have, whatever that is, assuming you're in your existing organization. Literally map it out. How does a customer or member even learn you exist? Where do you show up? And then, later, when you do that validation of the journey map, you also want to make sure that where you are is actually where they're looking, because if, let's say you're focusing all your investments in a trade magazine, and they're really getting their information from a community and Facebook, let's say. Then you need to be there, and you're not going to know that unless you ask. So, I would start with looking at your current process, map it out. How will they even learn about you? How do they actually invest, buy, become a member? What does that look like from beginning to end? And so on. There's this journey, and that's what I would map out and start there with what is, because then you get to the next phase of the validation. Are you
0: really meeting customer needs? Excellent. Perfect. I would totally agree. So if people want to connect with you, where's the best place to do that? I would love that. So
1: my podcast, my blog, my newsletter, all of that can be found at doingcxright.com. I'm on all the social media channels, which the links are also on my website. and talking about it every day. So I welcome the conversations and fun debates.
0: (laughs) Awesome. We'll make sure we get links to that in the show notes. Thank you. Thanks so much, Cece. Really great to have you here and having you share your insights. Thank you again for having me. Joy here, back with a few thoughts about this week's episode. So I'm curious, what does your onboarding process include? When I ask organizations this question, I typically hear some combination of payment receipt, plus sending their login information, plus maybe a welcome email. These may happen in separate emails or all in one fell swoop with everything in a single message. Occasionally, I have had people tell me that nothing immediately happens when new members join this is typically organizations that have a joining process that is mostly paper-driven. So someone either joins at a meeting by filling out an application and just handing in a check, or they mail something in. And in those cases, the new member's check is simply deposited, and the member gets added to a member mailing list. When I hear such things, I can't help but think that the organization is missing such a grand opportunity. You see, what happens immediately after a member joins is a moment that you can never recreate. The old saying that goes, you never get a second chance to make a first impression, is as important in your member experience as it was when you walked into your very first job interview. Intuitively, I think that most membership leaders know that there ought to be something more that happens at the point of onboarding, that this moment in time is special and it could feel like a beautiful beginning rather than merely acknowledging that a financial transaction occurred. In fact, every time I've led a group through my member experience design program, at least 75% of the participants choose onboarding as the point in the member experience where they will be focusing first. I teach my program participants to walk through five questions as they plan their approach for every stage of member experience, including onboarding. Those five questions are this. First, what is your new member trying to achieve at this stage? And if you don't know, how could you find out? Second, what questions? might they have at this stage? And again, if you don't know, how could you find out? Third, what might they be feeling at this stage? Again, if you don't know, how could you find out? What interactions are happening with your organization at this stage? And at the risk of being repetitive, if you don't know, how could you find out? And lastly, the fifth question is, what could leave a lasting impression on the member, both good and bad, at this stage? By asking and answering these five questions, you can gain meaningful insights that help you design an onboarding program that engages new members in a surprisingly delightful and highly effective way a way that feels like a beautiful beginning rather than merely a financial transaction. If onboarding is something that is important to you and you'd like to do a little more thinking about what your organization is doing for members in this stage, I'd encourage you to join me on Thursday at noon central for another session in my weekly CarePoints training series. Now, during these sessions, I'm actually showing you in journey care how you can build that specific care point. So in this week's session, I'll be focused on onboarding. How can you design a onboarding sequence that happens consistently every single time? And the amazing thing about journey care is that it's so flexible that you can build out the onboarding sequence of your dreams. (laughs) One that not only feels amazing to you as an organization and saves you all sorts of time replacing things that you might typically have to do manually, but it will also feel warm and welcoming and effective to the new member themselves. So if you're interested, come join me Thursday. Noon Central. The sign up form is at journeycare.app, app, not com slash training. So journeycare.app, slash training. And on that page, you will not only see what's coming up for this session of onboarding, but all the topics that we'll be covering in the weeks ahead, because every week I show you how to address a different care point. So check that out. And I would love to see you Thursday. So that brings us to a wrap on this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Stacey Sherman. I'll be back next week with another great interview. And in the meantime, take care. Hey there, you made it all the way to the end. Bravo to you. I'm back in just one last time to remind you that there's a free one page PDF available over at the website that shows you more than 20 ways that technology could be supporting your efforts to attract, engage, and retain more members. It's actually broken down into the stages of the member journey. So you'll know exactly where each piece fits. And everything that's on that one pager can actually be automatically done for you with software that costs less than a $1,000 per year. So if you haven't already grabbed it, you can get your copy at joyofmembership.com slash tech, joyofmembership.com slash tech, T-E-C-H. Have a great week and I'll see you next time.